Thanks for listening to the Last Days podcast with Dr. Todd and Katie Holmes. To stay connected, please check out the River of Tri-Cities Church on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, or online at riveroftricities.com. The Last Days podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Now, here's Dr. Todd and Katie Holmes. Well, we're so glad that you're joining us again today on the Last Days podcast. My beautiful wife, Katie, and myself, Dr. Todd, we are here to talk to you, I think, just one this final time about raising <laughs> last day's kids. There might be some that are listening who are like, please get off this subject and because um, we don't have kids. Or, we don't like kids. I don't know what oh, your no. issue might be, but, you know, we're going to delve in and just kind of push the envelope a little bit more. Definitely so, didn't think that um, no, it would go plan. go this long. But the maybe Lord, a two. Yeah, the Lord just keeps giving us stuff and um, it's really... Actually, this is number seven. Okay, wow, it's actually I, I feel like been been really good. What's what's been coming out? We've and got some good so. feedback from it. Um, children mm-hmm. by the droves have been oh. calling <laughs> us and emailing <laughs> us saying kids. thank you very much. For <laughs> my parents are now Adult now kids. loving me. <laughs> um, so anyway, we are uh, we're just gonna take a few more minutes here mm-hmm. and and go in this direction. Uh, talking about raising last day's kids. And um, and we as parents, we participate with God and with his word. It's not like, okay, give me give me a better idea. We're not we're not consulting, you know, the latest psychiatry or psychology mm-hmm. that trend. Okay, because a lot of things trend. Right. Right. Raising kids there's always trending influences. Oh, for sure. And and there's some things that are trending right now that don't trend with the Word of God. In fact, they don't line up with the Word of God. However, some Christians are kind of going in that direction because it's a trendy way of parenting. I want to encourage you, avoid trends, avoid fads in, um, in raising your children. Stick mm-hmm. to the Word of God. Fad right. means for a day. It's, ac- it's an acronym. And... And that's where it came from because it comes and goes. And, and people tend to look at fads. They tend to look at trends, which is just another name for fad. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they think, well, hey, you know, this is uh, this latest, greatest book came out. But when it all is said and done, you're going to have to come back to the foundation of the Word of God. What's God's Word have to say about family and about raising children, about being being an adult <laughs> as you mm-hmm. are raising kids, not being a kid raising kids, not acting like a kid, you know, um, because children need an adult influence. Right. They don't need someone that can't control their temper. Right. That is, you know, flighty, that doesn't have discipline in their life. For you to raise disciplined children you have to be disciplined yourself. Mm-hmm. And for you to bring up kids in these last days, and, and the days the Word of God says are evil. Right. That's, there's no getting around that whatsoever. We are living in a very perverse generation. We are living in evil days, evil influences out there. It's, it's Most likely it's in your house even if you own any type of an electronic device. Um, your kids are like two clicks away from porn mm-hmm. um, any given time. 
whether it's soft porn or the hardcore stuff. Um, and so you have to, you have to parent with discipline and be able to be one, be able to be parents that provide the boundaries that are needed and the firewall basically that's needed to keep the enemy from, um, coming after your kids, you know, your computers, you, if you're wise, you will buy some sort of a firewall protection for your computer or else you're going to be taken out in a matter of hours or days by some sort of a virus being hacked or something like that. Mm-hmm. Why do we not understand that the word of God and doing things according to the word is a firewall for our families? It's going right. to help us. And and God can preserve your children from this um evil generation that surrounds them, uh, forever. Um, but, but you have to, you have to do your part as a parent and you have to be that you have to be a parent. Um, I think we touched and just maybe just breezed past it on the last podcast or the one before that, or the one before that, I don't know about being a parent, not being a friend. Right. Right. And I think, I don't know if, you know, maybe maybe people don't feel that kids need parents, that they that friends are more valuable than parents. But your your littles and not so little sometimes as they're right. growing up because like For sure. we I have, you know, two boys in the house that are taller than me and um fairly younger than me too. And um <laughs> <laughs> so when when I have my 14-year-old that well, he's a, 13. Sorry, 13-year-old. <laughs> yeah, that's like, yeah, I'm his father. Um, when I have a 13-year-old that is progressing like every night, growing <laughs> and getting taller and taller than right. me every morning he wakes up. And um, and a 17-year-old in the house that is taller greatly <laughs> taller. Yeah. Um, then you understand, well, it's not about stature. Mm-hmm. It's about providing what they need as an adult and as someone who has godly influence in their life, who knows the word of God. And so I want to encourage you parents, please get into the word of God. Find out what the word of God says about how to be a better parent, mm-hmm. how to be the best parent. Mm-hmm. Pray, ask God, say, Lord, help me to be the the father. Help me to be the mother. I don't pray, help me to be the mother, but um, my, my, my wife might, but I, I, I pray, Lord, help me to be the best father that I can be. Help me to be the best husband that I can be. Help me to be the best pastor, the best leader. Help me to be the best example that I can be. And and I, I pray that all the time because I realize in myself, I really don't have anything to offer because there's so many changes that take place on a regular basis in our world. How are you going to be ahead of the curve in everything. Mm-hmm. The only way is being led by the Holy Ghost. Right. And, and you know, God will give you such wisdom, such understanding, such yes. insight into things. And, I mean, you'll say things and your kid's like, whoa, how'd you know that? You know, why, why are you saying that? You know, how did you know what's going on? You're just being led by the Holy Spirit. But mm-hmm. if you don't commit yourself to spending time in the Word spending time praying, getting in the presence of God, and not just talking all the time, but listening. Mm-hmm. And so to, to listen to God, you know, you have to quiet your life from everything else. 
-hmm. You don't listen to God as you are listening to praise and worship music. Oh, there's a different thing. Because sometimes people are like, well, you know, I'm just going to go listen to some worship music and God's going to speak to me. Well, you, you might get some things as, you know, between, between songs or something like that. He might say something. But, you know, I want to encourage you, just quiet. Just quiet your surroundings. Get in the presence of God and say, Lord, I just, just you and me, just talk to me. Lord, just speak to me. Make make your wherever your prayer closet or your home or your kitchen where your home or your car I mean, make it make it a place where God can can speak to you. Maybe you got a long drive, um, and maybe you listen to podcasts, which is great. But hey, maybe take a break and say, you know what? Today on the drive, I'm not going to turn the radio on. I'm not going to turn the podcast on. I'm just going to say, Lord, just you and me here today. And Lord, this is some areas that I need some help in. The, the Word of God says we, we, we don't receive because we don't ask. And, and sometimes, you know, we don't get when we ask because we're asking for the wrong reason. But if you say, Lord, I need some help. My, my, my children need the best example. I need help in raising my kids. I need you to speak your word to me. I need, I need to be more loving. I need to be more understanding. It's okay if you... Tell God what you understand your deficiencies to be. God makes up the difference if you'll ask him to. Mm -hmm. If you think, you know, you've already got it all covered and, hey, I'm the best. In fact, I go on I go on YouTube or on Instagram or on TikTok and I, I make my own videos and people watch them and they get their, their wisdom from me. Oh, I want to tell you, you're not the ultimate. We're not the ultimate. We, we do a podcast here, but... I want to tell you, we're, we're in dire need of help all the time. We ask God for help every day. Mm -hmm. um, we don't think we've achieved anything. Like we're constantly striving to, to do better, right. to do uh, more for God, to be better examples. Everybody's an example. I've told people this for decades, actually. Everybody's, everybody's an example, but you need to be a good example. There's a difference. There's some people you look at and you're like, you know, don't pattern your life after that because it's not an example to follow. But if you can teach your children, as it talks about in, in, in Psalm, in, sorry, not Psalm, I'm turning here, Proverbs chapter 1. Um, I'm going there, and in verse 33, the word says, there, but whoso hearkens unto me will dwell safely and shall be quiet from the fear of evil. Um, the Living Translation says, but all who listen to me will live in peace, untroubled by fear of harm. And um, it's so important to listen to the, to the Word of God and don't be concerned about, oh, my children are going to be attacked by this, this could happen, um, all kinds of crazy things could be going on. If you will just listen to God's word, but you got to get quiet to listen. You know, God shouldn't have to yell at you to get your attention. It, it could just be, you know, sometimes as the word says, a still small voice. But you've got to learn how to, when, when you get in his presence, to just stop talking and just quiet everything else. Make it a priority to hear God's voice. Make it a priority to hear God's voice. And so anything else that's going on, just shut it down, you know. One of the, um, my wife's talked many times, mentioned many times about the book, The Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman. And um, one of those five love languages is quality time. And 
quality time, if you're spending quality time, doesn't mean you the two of you go to a movie together or you watch TV together because that's not quality time because there's other things that you're receiving input from. Quality time is just a, just the two of you, just like, hey, sitting down and, and, and talking and, and uh, having, having an understanding of, you know, what each other is saying, what each other is going through. And for you to have quality time with the Lord, you've got to block out all the other influences and everything else. That's why I say, you know, turn off the radio, turn off the television, get, get alone, you and God, and listen. And then the word says, let your requests be made known to God. So tell him, Lord, these are the things that I need from you. Can you speak your wisdom to me? So all who listen to me will live in peace, untroubled by fear of harm. And so I think it's very important. Mm -hmm. I would say also as parents, like you were saying, babe, we have the responsibility, of course, to to parent, to raise our our children based on the word of God. But that's going to look different from Christian family to Christian family to your family, you know, your, your spouse's family, how, how they do things and everything. And, and, and I would just encourage you not to just compare yourself with one to another. Obviously, the word tells us not to do that. But sometimes that, that becomes hard. I know even as, you know, I remember as a, when I was, um, my kids were younger and, and you're, of course, around other moms, you know, and, and there's quite a variety, of course, of parenting styles and, and you know, mindsets. And um, sometimes, you know, ladies can become very dogmatic on this is the only way. This is the only thing you can feed your kid. This is the, the, the exact time they have to go to bed and they have to have three naps a day. And, you know, I mean, there, there's a whole bunch of different things that even if it works perfectly for one family or one child does not mean that it does for everybody else. And it's easy um, to get caught up. It's it's almost can become like a bondage and just a burden, let me just say. And the reason why I say that is because if you tend to go that way or you, you're just always comparing yourself, then it's very difficult to hear from the Lord. And the one thing that I found out is that within your home and within parenting and raising children, there's also the flow of the Holy Spirit. The flow of the Holy Spirit is for our everyday lives, not just when we're in a church service. But if we're caught up in, well, this is how so-and-so does it, and this is the way it must be done, and you know, this is what my you know, pastor or leader says, so I have to follow that to the exact T, and if it doesn't, then you get very frustrated and you take that out on the children. That's not a good thing. And so I found this out that even you know, within ministry, of course, there's many unexpected things and changes even within a day and and just naturally speaking, when you're, you have, you know, young kids at home, I mean, there are, there are, you know, chaotic moments can take place with just like all of a sudden, like, oh my gosh, what's happening? You know, this one's, you know, poop their pants and, and, you know, um, this is going on and the, 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 you know, the food over, you know, boiled over while I was trying to cook it. And, you know, I mean, sometimes you're just like juggling all, all of this, this stuff. But I, but I found that with, even within the household, you can actually yield to the Holy Spirit and learn how to flow with him if you'll follow him. And he will actually make it much easier for you. 
So going back to, you know, we have, we can have many changes. I remember, you know, one time we were, we kind of, you know, felt like we were in a good routine as, as far as, um, and, and routines are very beneficial when you're raising children, especially, you know, young ones. Um, they need stability. They need predictability. They need security. We've talked about these foundational things. And as a parent, you have to bring that to the table. You have to make sure that that happens. So, true. so if you're not a person of stability and you're all over the place and, and, um, you have no routines or whatever, then you have to first get that established in your life so that you can bring that to your, to your household. Mm-hmm. Chaos is not a, is not a way that you're supposed to actually live your life. Nope. Um, we're very, very busy. And so because we're very busy and want to be productive and accomplish a lot of things, we've had to recognize over the years, that means that we actually have to take the time and the effort to be able to put more structure within our life because that helps sustain us and carries us and actually enables us to be much more productive. Amen. And so, um, you might find yourself, you're in, um, you know, where, where things are unpredictable and, and they change a lot. And uh, what I was starting to say is in ministry, I remember one time we found that we were, we felt like we we're in a really good routine. Well, then suddenly the responsibilities of ministry and what we needed to do shifted quite a bit as far as I remember when, you know, my husband was um, helping us start the school of government uh-huh. down in Tampa uh-huh. because that went from him just having daytime hours to now nighttime Shut hours. Up, 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 up. And of course that happens with a lot of different people. Maybe your job changes, maybe you had a daytime shift. Um, maybe you're a guy, you know, that's what you're working. And then you had to do the night shift or something like that. So there's a lot of, you know, changes that sometimes take place and it can throw off the whole family. And I just remember being, you know, frustrated and overwhelmed and, oh my gosh, how do I, how do I make this, this work? And then of course the enemy wants to come with condemnation. What kind of minister do you think you are? You can't even do this. You can't even, you know, blah, 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 you know? And so, um, and I could, you know, and I didn't at that moment, didn't have another person that I could look to, to how do I, what do I pattern this after whatever? And, and that's very unnerving sometimes, but at the same time, maybe that's the best thing that we need. You have to go to God then, right? You have to ask the Holy Spirit, okay, Holy Spirit, there's got to be peace and joy and love and the fruit of the Spirit that is coming out of me. And that means I need to make an adjustment. And the Holy Spirit is so faithful that he'll actually show you. And these specific things I couldn't actually even find in the word of God. Do you understand? There's, there's certain things that you have the framework and you know um, how the, the end result needs to look, and you know maybe even the beginning thing, but you don't know the specifics for this child, this day, this situation, you know, what house exactly do we buy? You know, there's just certain things that, specific things that are not in the word of God, but that's why we have the great teacher, the Holy Spirit to come along and to help us. So don't be afraid or, or concerned like, okay, well, what the way that we do things and make things work, we really feel like we're following the leading of the Holy Spirit, but, you know, my mom or my mother-in-law thinks, well, you can't do it that way or whatever. You're, you're just responsible to the Lord that you follow his direction and don't compare yourself to other people. And sometimes you have to make adjustments each year. Not as, not as much now, because of course the, the boys are older and, and, and situations have changed. But I remember that, that each and every year we would, we would take time at the end of the school year. And then again, before the school year started, cause you had summer break, just like, okay, Lord, are we doing exactly what you want us to do as far as with the schooling? Do we continue homeschooling? Does one of them go to school? What, what do we do? What about all these different activities that they're in? Is, is, is that good? Is that not good or whatever? And again, the Holy Spirit would give us specific direction. 
Okay. We're the parent. We're going to hear the direction for the children. Okay. Not somebody else. And sometimes you just even have to, thankfully we didn't, we weren't in this position, but I know of families that have been in this position that, you know what, sometimes you even have to tell other family members, um, excuse me, but butt out, this is my family. And you can say that in a nice and a respectful way, but understand what? Not, <laughs> Not with like butt, butt out. out. Yes. <laughs> you can, you can, you can say, can you, you know, you can pray for me because these are, these are my children. So of course the Lord's going to give me, um, direction. He's going to give me anointing to parent them. Okay. So, and again, I, we realize even as, as moms stay, we have to stay in our lane. Okay. My, it's not my job to go correct other people's children, tell you, well, you're doing it all wrong or whatever. It's a different story. If people seek out my advice and ask me to pray with them or what, what, what adjustments do you feel I should make or something? Okay. Then obviously that's different. The Lord gives you a realm of influence, but let me just say, there's nothing worse than, you know, some, um, lady, and I'll just say lady, cause I'm, I'm a lady, obviously, um, yes. that she, um, is out there and she spends all of her time, like trying to either a, it can even be good things. Like she's volunteering all of her time at the church or doing things like that. But yet her whole, her own family is such a mess. Okay. That's not the way it's supposed to go. No. The same thing she goes out and, you know, picks a, a fight, so to speak, or corrects every other children or thinks, you know, she's got to give advice about, you know, to, you know, other families and about other, you know, marriages and everything else. And meanwhile, not even taking care of her own. Okay. So sometimes we just got to remind ourselves to, you know, stay in our lane. <laughs> but um, our first and foremost responsibility, I know we've stated this before, but I just feel to say this again, is of course, to our own marriage, our own family. And then, of course, if, if all of that is working wonderfully and the Lord opens doors for us to do, you know, help in other different ways or something, then we can do that. But sometimes people, they receive affirmation by helping everybody else. So that's the things that they want to do, but then they're neglecting their own responsibility and we can't do that. It's so important, and I believe that I, as you've listened to the podcast, you've picked this up from us, but it's so important what you're doing as you're raising children. Okay. And especially sometimes there's ladies who, um, they, you know, they, they don't have a job outside of the home. And I'll just tell you that if, especially if you're doing it right, raising kids and running a household is more than a full-time job. I don't know if you've ever seen that thing where they talk about what the, what the equivalent pay should be for a lady who's at home running the household and running the the kids. And this was several years ago. And I think it was about $130,000 a year is what they equated based on her responsibilities, based on her time, based on being on call pretty much all the time, you know, based on the diversity of skills, you know, you gotta be a nurse, you gotta be a teacher. You, you of course gotta be the parent. You gotta be the cook. Yeah. You gotta be the counselor. You gotta be the chauffeur, you know, all these different all these different things, you know, that, that you're doing. Directors. Yeah. Right. The, the, and sometimes, you know, the, the Bible teacher or, or like the, the pastor, you yeah. know, the, the coach, you know, all these kind of things, the, the great motivator. Incredible. So, um, and so the world's of course, doesn't view it that way many times and thinks, Oh, well, why don't you just go out and get a real job? Meanwhile, the person, <laughs> the world did view it that way, then they could get government assistance for, you know, just staying home and right. So it is a high and it's a holy calling. And, um, I'll also balance that with, you know, um, there's, there's many, um, ladies because of situations that they're in that, that they have to juggle both things. And, um, and that's very difficult. Thank God for his grace and for his help. And, um, 
the Lord will, uh, we will definitely believe with, with you for, you know, there's, I know there's many ladies that are, they're having to, because of financial reasons, or maybe they're single parents or whatever, they're having to kind of cover more bases even than they should have to. And I just want to challenge you, believe God for supernatural increase and that he'll provide a way if your desire is to be at home with with your kids and raising them and just doing all of the things that go alongside with that, the Lord can definitely make a way for you to be able to do that. Absolutely. Don't, don't live in fear of, you know, whether you, you think, you know, am I, am, I gonna, am I being a good parent or anything like that? Just ask God for help. And, and he will come through. He will, he will be with you. He'll give you the wisdom that you need. He'll, he'll surround you on all sides. And, and you don't have to, and you don't have to, to worry about, you know, is God, going to, is God going to be with me? He will be with you at all times. Mm-hmm. But you just have to understand that um, God, you know, he'll preserve you. Uh, Proverbs chapter 7 Verse uh, 12, it, it says, the family of the godly stands firm. Amen. The family of the godly stands firm. And so if you will live a godly life, you're going to find out that your family is strong. It's, and, 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 you know, it just consult God always. As my wife said, you know, we, you know, we do things in... You know, this is what works for our family and with our schedule and with everything that, that we um, understand the Word of God to say. We want to line our lives up. We want to line our family up with the Word of God and to see the peaceable fruit of righteousness. Mm-hmm. You should see that in your family, okay? The peaceable fruit of righteousness when you're doing what is right according to the Word of God. There should be peaceable fruit coming from your family. And, and other people will see that, and they'll comment on it, just like you, you get nice fruit off of a, a um, well-grown fruit tree. Right. You, you pick it off, you taste it, and you go, whoa, that is really, really good. Um, when, I was, when I was young, talking about peaceable fruit of righteousness, when I was uh, a teenager— um, I had a time where I was out in um, the Orange Groves with a man in our church by the name of Charlie Chrysofoli's, one of the, I think, the largest um, Orange Grove, Orange Grower um, in the United States, still his, his uh, Orange Groves, Indian River fruit. And, and I was out there, and it was just, it was smaller at that time than what it is now, but um, I was helping him in cleaning some of the, the orange groves. And um, as he was out there with me, he was showing me, you know, how to do different things. And, um, and he had me uh, taste an orange off of this tree. And I tasted it. It was really bitter. And um, he says, would you drink juice from that type of an orange? I said, no, this is, this is not good. And he goes and he, uh, he gets an axe out of his truck and he begins to cir- circle that tree and begin to score it with the axe. I mean, some pretty heavy hits all around this tree. And um, he says, all right, that'll fix it right there. And I was like, are you serious? You know, he didn't chop it down, but he, he made some, some, some gashes in that tree. 
And um, he said, you come back next year. And he goes, and we'll take, we'll taste the fruit off this tree. And he goes, and I guarantee you it'll be sweet. And he goes, do you know why that is? I said, why? He says, because if I basically chastise the tree for producing bitter fruit, he goes, it will bring about the properties of sweetness that are needed, and it'll extend into the fruit. He goes, because the tree needs to pull on what it already is capable of, but it's just not producing. And, um, and so sure enough, the next year, about the same time I was out there, and because it was kind of a, a job-type thing that I was able to um, earn some money for some youth stuff that was going on, and uh, I went out there, and Charlie said, do you remember the tree? And I said, yeah. And he says, this is the tree. And so we went over to it again. And he says, you can still see there's still some of the marks, but it's healed up. And um, he said, pull an orange off and taste it. I did. It was incredible. Juicy, sweet orange. He goes, would you drink that juice from that? I said, yeah. He says, you see, he goes, the tree learned how to pull on what the properties were already available but but he said it had to be you know like the word you know chastisement it had to be change that takes place and so to produce the peaceable fruit of righteousness in your life if you want that that peaceable fruit you have to do what's right and you've got everything you've got the word of god and if you say hey the word of god lives in me well then you need to find out what the word has to say about doing the right thing and if it's in the area of parenting then understand this, that the family of the godly stands firm. And so you're going to have a tight family. Things are going to go well. When you don't follow the word of God, things are going to fall apart. You'll see that in your family. And you say, well, don't speak that over my family. Well, I'm just telling you, this is um, godly principles. And so we have to make adjustments and, and work our lives um, according to the word of God, and teach our children according to his words. In Proverbs, uh, I read to you uh, uh, out of Proverbs uh, twelve seven. Now, this is in Proverbs chapter 6, and it says in verses 20 through 23, it says, My son, again out of the New Living Translation, My son, obey your father's commands and don't neglect your mother's instruction. Why? Because it's godly. Keep their words always in your heart. Tie them about your neck. When you walk, their counsel will lead you. When you sleep, they will protect you. When you wake up, they will advise you. For their command is a lamp and their instruction is a light. Their corrective discipline is the way to life. Why is that the case? Because the father and the mother know the ways of God. And in parenting, you've got to know the ways of God, not somebody else's ways, not, you know, hey, I'm, I'm going to try this, nothing else is working, but work the word. Mm -hmm. Work the word, and the word will work for you. Mm -hmm. The word will work in your family if you work the word. Mm -hmm. If you neglect the word of God, then you can expect to see that type of fruit also. Oh, I've got some ungodly children. Mm -hmm. they're, they're behaving like hellions. Mm -hmm. instead of like angels. Um, and so do what you know is necessary to bring about that, that fruit of righteousness in your family and not just in your church. Well, you know what? I, I threaten my kids so they, they act nice in church. You know, they, <laughs> they behave. And, and I understand that side of things also, okay? Um, 
and, and sometimes, you know, some kids, they need some reminding. Um, but if, if you have the consistency of at home and at church, um, you know, you're going to find out that, that things work. And some kids are a little more stubborn than others. Right. Um, I, was, I was one who, you know, I had a, a pretty good self-will. And so every once in a while, I would be taken out of the side door of the church, taken outside, and introduced to the Board of Education. And, um, and so I, 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 got some, I got some spankings, um, not myself only. And so if my brothers or sister happen to be listening, I know you got it also. I don't know if my sister ever did, actually. Maybe, maybe some more spankings would have been in line there. No, I'm just kidding, Tammy. But... Um, but the thing is, is that we, uh, I mean, all four of us, we, we experienced discipline. We experienced physical discipline, but we experienced spiritual discipline also. Because we weren't just, we didn't just get spanking. We were told, this is what the Word of God says. Not in a preachy way, but just so they understand, you know, this is what the Bible tells us as parents, how to raise children. Mm-hmm. And so... And, and when we've instructed you and we've given you, we've given you the boundaries, we've told you this is what is expected. And, and it, it wasn't terrible. It wasn't grievous or anything like that as far as what was expected of us. It was just not the easiest. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. But we, we just want to sometimes make everything just so easy for kids. And then they have and no discipline later in life. No, they don't. And because they want then everything later on in their lives to just be easy. They want a right. job that is just easy. Well, I don't like it. They make me work. Yeah, it's a job. <laughs> well, I don't like it. I have to get up early. I don't get mm-hmm. to sleep in. Yeah, it's a job. You know, well, they expect me to always get things done. Yeah, it's a job. Well, they, they tell me that if I don't do my job, I'm going to get fired. Yeah, it's a job. And so you have to have discipline. But if you don't teach it to your kids and actually let them experience some uncomfortable times, mm-hmm. not, not things that are grievous to them, not things that break their spirit, okay? Right, right. But let them know, hey, you know what? You can sit quietly in church. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have children's church in ours. Right. But, but still, children should be able to come into the sanctuary and should be able to sit with their parents. For sure. And their parents should have some idea, not even with an electronic device, mm-hmm. on how to control your child. Mm-hmm. Bring a coloring book and some crayons, okay? Um, bring something. I mean, all, my mom always brought something for us. I would had no iPod, iPad, iPhone I, I, I had my mom's eye on me. That was the only <laughs> eye I had. And I was like, you know what? I got to do right. And uh, if I didn't, then praise the Lord. I, I learned how. But the thing is, is that these days you have to teach your children how to act disciplined. Right. Yeah. And it's and, not and a bad thing. It's, oh, well, that, I don't think that's too much for them. No, it's not. It's really not. It isn't, you know, the, the crazy thing is, is that now, because, um, you know, we have these electronic devices, of course, that are so much a part of our world babysitters. And, and yeah, they are babysitters. So now you have to teach children actually how to socially interact because they don't know. They're just, they're, their faces in a device all the time. Mm-hmm. And so they, um, Get you weird know, th- kids. they don't greet people. They don't, they don't look people they're in the eye. Kind. They don't. Yeah. And, and now they're, they've, um, now the challenge is, is that they're finding that because 
kids have been raised, you know, on electronic devices and spend so much time that their memory is not good and their recall is not good. And they're not able to, if you give them, have you ever noticed like, you know, you, you go to places now and it's, it's, you know, younger teenagers or, you know, even 18, 19 years old or whatever. And you tell them like three things they can't, they can only remember the first thing. And so you have to go and you have to repeat, like you, you say this and this and this, because um, the recall and everything just, it's not there. Because so much of the healthy brain development is stunted. either stunted mm-hmm. or done away with when you're always on an electronic device. So it's not it's it's not healthy um, just overall. And again, we're not it, it, you know we didn't do perfect in that or you know whatever, but we definitely limited the influence and we still limit the time on them and everything. So again, it's it's another you know um, boundary that ha- that you have to institute and. You know, you you can you can do that the way that that you feel. I just put that out there because, you know, I, some of those things you wish that other people would have would have told you maybe or whatever. But, you know, and just just because kids think that they have to have a phone or they have to have you know social media or certain things or whatever does not mean they do. Obviously, remember again, you're the parent. Amen. With that, you set the boundaries, but but it's so true. I mean, you want your you want your kids to develop normally. Right. I think every right. parent wants their kid. I want a normal kid. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, help them be normal. Mm-hmm. Don't don't just, well, you were talking about, you know, mother without smothering and, mm-hmm. you know. Um, sheltering, sheltering without, without, you know, hiding them away yeah. and all that, yeah. But, but get them to socially interact with other kids. Don't let them just hide out in the house. Right. It actually in, in um, the rooms. Right. It, it helps them in many ways. It's not just the fact that like, okay, um, my child needs to need or my child knows how to say hi, how are you, or look someone in the eye. All of this, you know, the way that that God created a spirit, soul, and body. Remember, that's in a, in a sense, that's what you parent those those areas as well. Obviously, we sow into their life spiritually. We build up their 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 spirit. But you understand that you have a responsibility then to t- to help them develop in the other areas and take care of those things. I remember when the when the boys were young, you know, it was all just about their their physical needs, really trying to keep them sure. alive. Especially with boys, I mean, they're always jumping off trampolines and I mean, just doing crazy, you know, stuff. You know, you look outside, and the next thing you know, they're you know on a skateboard with a leash with a dog and you know, trying to dribble a ball at the same time. And I mean, it's just, you know, they're always just like, you know, doing, yeah. <laughs> doing Sounds the, pretty typical. The, yeah. I mean, and, and yet, you know, you want it, you want them to, you want them to, you know, be boys and experience things or whatever. But anyway, so, you know, it's all just about like feeding them and, and clothing them. And, and again, like trying to, you know, keep them alive, just those basic things. I didn't realize, you know, cause I used to think, okay, when they can just be able to like dress themselves or, you know, bathe themselves or, you know, feed themselves or cook a little bit, you know, for themselves, it's all, it's all going to be fine. But what he didn't realize then is like that's then when when actually the the heavy deep stuff starts hitting because you realize that okay wait who are their friends what are they doing online um, who's speaking into their life who who are they around mm-hmm. uh, you know what's happening when they're not right here in my presence you know all these kind of things that actually kind of majorly affect you know even the future of their life but. Um, so again, but again, the Holy Spirit is there to be able to help you, but you just have to understand that 
as parents, you you have to be on the lookout in all of these different areas Every that area. that they're doing be well aware. spiritually. Of course, they're developing person um, um, and physically. You know that that you you know watch and you care for them. You give them the best that you can, whether that's nutrition wise things like that. That's not going to be. I mean, of course, they're not going to want to eat their vegetables. Guess what? You make them eat their vegetables. That's just what you do. You make them eat some fruit. That that's what you do and get as a parent. You don't yeah. just let them do whatever they want to do. Oh well, they don't they don't like that. Okay, well, I mean, if so what? Yeah, I mean, this, again, because you're the parent, you know what's best for them. And then, of course, in just in all of the, um, the mental and the social ways, and 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 everything. And again, you'll find as again, if if you do some study on your own, this won't even be hard for you to find. But you will see that that kids that they have a healthy social environment, they um, eat well. I mean, and again, I'm not I'm not talking about just being like anal and like, oh my god. What, 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 oh my gosh, what am I going to do? My, my kid, you know, they had a cookie today and I never, I didn't know about that. I didn't approve that. You know, again, I'm not talking about these like these super extreme extremes. Yes. But overall, you know, you, you feed them healthy food. You do some things that, you know, vitamins or nutrients in another way that's going to help them. Cause we don't get that in our diet. You know, you, you limits the, the, um, influences that, that are not healthy for them. Um, as far as through electronics and always on screen time and stuff, you know, all of these things and you, you find that actually all of that plays into healthy development spirit soul and body in their life and again the holy spirit will help you and i just want to say just encourage you lay out a vision to your kids speak vision to them so I say often to my kids, like, you are going to be the best dad. You're going to, you, I love that. And you build them up in character issues. You know, of course, I tell my boys a lot, um, you know, you're, you're, you know, you look so good, you're handsome. And I, I do say those kind of things to them, but I also make it a point to even more so focus on character things because it's really not the most important things is not how we look on the outside. It's actually on the inside. And Very so true. when I, you see positive things, then, then you're like, oh, I, I, you know, I really appreciate how you helped that person. I appreciate that you went out of your way to do that. You know, you had, you had such nice manners when you said that. or You know, you find things, be very intentional. And when we have people that compliment on our, us, on our, our children or, you know, oh, I know you didn't see this, but this is what they did or whatever. I make sure that I tell them that. Yeah. Why? Important. Because you're laying out for them actually vision of how they're supposed to be. And we talk future things. You know, God has amazing plans for you. God is going to show you exactly what he's called you to do. And as you walk that out, you are blessed. Know that the Lord loves you. He favors you, blesses you. So you lay out vision from the word of God. And then you lay out vision on just being a great and a helpful, you know, um, person. <laughs> that, that you're going to, you know, be a blessing to your, your future family, to everybody that you're around, that God's going to speak through you. He's going to use you. So in all different ways, instead of saying things like, Puh, well, I mean, your, your grandfather was a total loser. So, you know, I see things in you that are like him. So don't, don't be like do that. that. You don't know, do you, no, do instead you come from a positive angle. And you, and you reinforce the great things. And you know what's amazing is that as you make a choice to reinforce the positive things, even when you might see some negative things, what will then begin to happen, and, and especially as teenagers, they, they're probably not going to admit this to you, but you will notice that actually because of what you were speaking, that suddenly, because they have a, they have a desire on the inside to please you actually. 
And so they will start doing those things that you have valued, that you have spoken about, that you have encouraged them. You'll actually see more of that rise and less of the negativity. Absolutely. And Very so true. some there's some negative things you don't actually even have to address. Sometimes, you know, you will for, you know, because there are consequences to bad behavior and things like that. But but definitely make it make it a point to emphasize the positive, make it a point to lay out godly vision for them. And they actually will grab hold of that and you'll see amazing fruit come forth from that. Absolutely. Well, I think we're going to wrap it up here. And um, I'm not going to say I promise, but I'm pretty sure this is the, <laughs> this is the end of the series on raising godly children in the last days. And um, I, I pray that, you know, you'll share this with somebody. We pray. We really hope yes. that you'll share this with somebody that can benefit from it. Um, not, don't share with somebody, you know, Hey, you know, I told you, you were a loser in your parenting. <laughs> you, you know, listen to this. This proves my point. Um, be like, I heard but, this. It really helped me. Maybe it'll help you too. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, and, and we love you and we, we so appreciate you taking the time to listen to the last day's podcast. And, uh, we pray that it's been a blessing to you and it will continue to do so. Please share it, like it, love it, whatever you need to do. And uh, we, we appreciate that. Yeah, let's, um, let's pray as we, as we go here. Okay. Father, I thank you so thank much you, for your word. Yes, Lord. The Bible says that your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. I thank you, Father, right now that you are giving these men and women such instruction, such godly instruction, Father God, speaking to their hearts, helping them to walk out the plan that you have for their life, the yes, plan for their Jesus. children. I thank you, Father God, that their families are blessed in the name yes, of Jesus. Thank you, that their Jesus. children, Father God, they know you. That, yes, that, they, that their children obey God's word and, and his word keeps them as they sleep. Yes, and it, it, the word talks to them when they, when they wake up, Father. It guides them as they're, as they're walking out their lives. Father, I, I thank you, Lord, that you're, you're giving the parents rest. You're strengthening them, Father. They're putting their trust in you. They're not bothered. They're not worried. But, Father God, I thank you, Lord. They're, they're learning from your word, and they're able to raise up children, godly children that, that honor their parents, godly children that are obedient, that are well-pleasing to the Lord. I thank you, Father God, they, these children that they're raising, they please you all the days of their lives, and you satisfy them with long lives, Father God, that long, peaceful happy lives father we yes. thank you father that these children they have the mind of christ they yes. have anointed minds lord they're thank quick to Jesus. learn they have success in school father they're renewed in the spirit of their minds like daniel they stand for you lord yes, god lord. And, and you bless them with skill and learning yes, and in wisdom Jesus. and in understanding and every matter that they're found to be 10 times better than the devil of children father i thank you lord you bless them you yes, bless them Jesus. you bless them bless their children bless these the men and these these men and these women, these parents, Father God, I just speak your blessing, the manifold yes, blessing Jesus. of the Lord upon their lives, oh, upon their yes, families, Lord, Father God. Them you cause them goodness. to be successful. And we praise you right now for your goodness in Jesus' wonderful, wonderful name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. We love you. God bless you. 
Hey, this is Dr. Todd Holmes, and I want to thank you for listening to this podcast, whether it was myself or my amazing wife, Katie, maybe the two of us together. If you want to be more than just an occasional listener and desire to really stand with us as we take the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ to this generation, go to riveroftricities.com. That's riveroftricities.com and click on donate to be a part of the last day's army of monthly partners that we're taking ground with. If you'd like to do that, I would like to send you a special gift for partnering with us. So until next time, thank you so much for listening. God bless you.